0: Hello, welcome to TFD Deep Dives. My name is Ben, and joining me today is school administrator Lenora Felder, discussing physicality between teachers and students.
1: So I am admin. My first, my name is Lenora Felder. I'm an admin at um, Statesman College Preparatory Academy for Boys in D.C. Okay.
0: Um,
1: my current role is director of special initiatives, but last year I was the, um, the dean of upper school, which would be like the middle school principal. Um, and before that I was a math specialist there and I've been in education from college to, um, K to 12 for over about 10 to 15 years. Um, so I've kind of seen the gamut of things from, you know, starting at the collegiate level, but then, um, coming down to the K to 12 level. Um, so our school is in Washington, in DC and Southeast DC, so we have, um, grades, 4th to 8th grade, all black and brown boys. So they come with a lot of trauma, a lot of um, learned proclivities to expressing whatever they're feeling with physicalities. Um, so when I saw your email, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's something we got experience on.
0: Okay. All right. So this very first one is have you ever been in a physical altercation with a student or have witnessed that or know anyone or do you have any examples of anything firsthand?
1: Oh yes, I have witnessed many of them. Um, I am thinking about um, recently this school year, um, A there's a student who he is what would be level four emotional disturbance, um, so he frequently had these outbursts and he wanted to go outside and um the administrator was like you know you can't go outside and he punched him and then,
0: yeah he punched him oh.
1: broke his glasses
0: oh, oh so is that how common it, do you see that on a regular basis or is it this kind of is it rare or
1: so i i want to say i see so there's, there's, there's different levels of physicalities. Like, yeah. so there, there's a lot of like, thrusting your body around, um, which is very common, but actually like making contact with a teacher like that, like, like really going after them like that, that's not common. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, and it, and when it is, it's normally in students who are like, um, like we know that they are emotionally disturbed, you know, they have it. Um, so it's, it's more of an expected thing in them as opposed to other kids. But we're, but so you see a lot of like throwing the body around, but you don't necessarily see them making contact with an adult in that way.
0: Okay. All right. So would you say it is, a? would you, the next question is how much more common is that now than say 10 years ago? Do you, do you think, is it happening a lot more often or is just social media and the news just kind of, reporting it more so than 10 years ago or is it has it gotten better or worse or what are your thoughts
1: i think it's a co- it's a combination of um it's happening more often it always happened. um so it's happening more often but it's actually just being captured and and exacerbated and you know people see it um because of social media um i think that there is definitely a breakdown in the relationship between um I would say the general public and educators where there's no respect for educators so there used to be a time where it was like you're a doctor or a lawyer and an educator those are like the esteemed um edu- the the professions but I think um there's a general decline of respect and and it's like glorified babysitters and you know and I wouldn't even say it's as the respect level is even that it's like kind of reducing educators to the help. And so when you think about like how they treat the help, think about how they treat waitresses, think about how they treat janitors. The thing is it's on that same realm before. So where there, there would be this um, middle ground, like I disrespected a teacher. I have to deal with my parents. Where the parents are more so like, yeah, that's what they get. So I think that that because we we characterize a lot of it as like um, looking for a moment, and so you see a lot of parents even online saying, "I went up to that school and I did whatever," and they're like, they're the ones who are trying to make a moment by showing on social media, you know, something that's not even something. So I think the not necessarily like the kids are no worse. It, I, I think that the conditions where what's acceptable. Um, it has gotten to a point where it's like the parents went in on it too. So if you don't have anyone telling you that the behavior is not okay, they're actually condoning it, then you'll see an uptick um, of that. And I think that that's what's happening. All
0: right. That makes sense. Great. That makes sense. Um, so what do you think is causing all this hostility among students and teachers? Like, what would you, What would be the highlight? of to you like what would you highlight is the main is the problem for it all
1: um i think that it, it has absolutely nothing to do with teachers and students it is um kids are growing up in situations where there's no structure and support and so if you don't have a a, a regiment you don't have adults who do the things that adults should do like you know, feed you clothe you provide you safety and all those things. And, or you are being uh, what we call adultified where you have y- uh, younger siblings and you have to take care of them and all those things. You are essentially operating like someone who is older and more more responsible than what you should be. You come to school and you have someone now telling you, okay, sit down and do your work and do these things at the times. And when I tell you to do them, and then they they don't they don't have any coping skills on how to deal with the discomfort that they're feeling. So it, it it becomes that. And then as an adult, um, it's you're still in the mindset of this child is talking to me like they're not a child. And the adult the child is saying, I don't have I have all adult responsibilities. We are the same. So I think that that's a clash um, that's happening. that people aren't really recognizing as much. And there's also the idea of I can't read and write. And this lady is telling me to read and write, you know, and I don't know what to do. You know, I can't admit that I can't read and write, you know, and it, in in the discomfort that I'm feeling, no one has ever given me any coping skills or or the verbiage to say, I'm embarrassed because I don't know these words and I can't write these words. So I get, I, I throw my body around. And, you know, if they come near me, then I put that aggression at, toward them. But it's not them, it's just those things in between. And they're just standing proxy um, for those things.
0: Okay. All right. So um, have you, or maybe someone you know, someone you work with, have you ever been scared to go to work? or felt unsafe around a particular student? Does this happen? Have you seen this happen often with teachers or students? Have you ever seen students scared to go to school because of another student? Have you ever, have you any experience with this?
1: So, no. um, I think that never, never, no, I'm not scared of kids in any respect. Um, I think that I wouldn't use the word scared. I think that, um, like I said before, especially when you know that a, a, a kid is classified as ED, I think that you, when you, you kind of learn what their trick, like when, what they look like when they start to build up. So I have seen teachers be apprehensive when they see those things, but I've never, I've never experienced someone saying, oh, I, I'm afraid to come to work because of a kid. Um, I, I've seen students, um, Again, I'm hesitant to use the word afraid Mm -hmm. um, because I've never seen, I've never experienced the kids say, I don't want to come to school because X, Y, and Z, but I have experienced kids coming to my office and say, Hey, this is what happened. And I want to, I want you to know this. And I don't want anything to happen. Like I want to be separate from them or I want to make sure there's another adult in there, but I've never experienced them say like, they don't want to come to school now.
0: Okay. All right. So. Um, have you ever gone to an administrator about a student before? What's your experience with the admin getting involved? Do they tend to be helpful? Do they? What are your what are your uh, your thoughts on that?
1: So again, I am admin, but uh, we our school works a little bit differently. We are not one of the schools that uh, opt to suspend kids, and we don't like we're not punitive in that regard. Um, what we do is we are always looking at like therapeutic options. So we have counselors, we have therapy, we have, you know, we look at everything from the, the avenue of like What is Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Where are they on this hierarchy and how can we, you know, find where we can find the problem in, in one of these levels. And so we try to operate in a way that's like that, you know, providing them talking to the kid, providing them with therapy, you know, they, a lot of times you'll see, you know, they're angry because they're hungry. So we get them food. We connect their, their families with, you know, different food banks and things like that. Um, so we try to, we take a therapeutic approach to things. Um, but what we have experienced um, are a lot of adults who are very, very obsessed with punitive measures. And they don't think that if, if you don't suspend them, you don't, um, kick them out or anything like that, then you haven't done anything. Um, so we have experienced a lot of pushback in terms of that, because our, our contention is that, okay, we suspend this child, but there is, uh you know, the streets waiting for them, you know, so the best place and this most safest place for them is in school. Um, and so we can provide them with some measures to help them deal with what's actually happened. But we do get a lot of pushback from adults who have grown up in punitive systems where you're supposed to uh, beat kids, you're supposed to, you know, kick them out, you know, where our school is like, boys don't come to school because they don't feel welcome. So we want to provide an environment where they feel welcome. Even with those issues, we have therapists who help them deal with those issues. We have yoga and we help the boys deal with that like they have all types of different things um to help them actually like fix the problem not just like get it out of our face and then they come back in and they're okay for a week and then they're right back at it like we really try to get to the bottom of things
0: okay great um all right the next one is what can be done to prevent this from happening? Or what is something that, okay, say, you know, there's a teacher in the classroom and they sense confrontation is coming and to avoid further escalation. Once it once they're there in the, in the classroom, what can a teacher do or anyone do to prevent it from getting out of hand? What are some, what's in the policies or what what, is, what are they trained to do?
1: Yeah, so I think... Um, Again, I speak from our perspective because teachers are not trained to do this outside of of schools like ours that really believe in the power of um, being emotionally constant. Um, So we have a, in our professional development with our teachers, we, in everything that we do, we speak to emotional constancy. And so that's understanding that first, the kid is not directing anything at you you are standing proxy for some other problem. Um, And as, as much as, you know, the big and bad as the kid is presenting, they are a kid who does not have frontal lobe development. They don't know how to do it. You know, they don't know, they don't know how to resolve conflict. Um, So that's one thing. The first thing that we always say is to not, um, to not escalate yourself. We meet Ten with two, so if the kid is on ten. You meet them with two. You still, it's it's more important what you say, um, while our kid while our kid is in crisis, than more than what you do. And so being able to talk to them and use a calm tone and letting them know, you know, it's okay, it'll be all right. You know, if you want to, it's not get out. It's let's come talk outside the room. You know, let's you know help them regulate. Um, and and that honestly. There are very, very few situations that that doesn't help with um, because the kid goes into a a thought process where I'm in crisis, but there's a point when you're in crisis where it's like, oh, snap, I messed up. And so I now have to decide, am I going to go full on with this thing and turn up or am I going to bring it back down? And so you have to catch that kid where they're in in that cycle and bring them back down. Um, I also think one thing that we always do is that all our classrooms have at least two people in it at one time. Um, that way, another adult can come and take them out um, if necessary. We have. Um, we also use a system where if a, a teacher needs assistance, they can put. You know, it's called the crew app. They put in the crew app that they need assistance, and some will come and help them. So I think the number one thing is um, violence is not a meeting violence. With violence, it's not an option um, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we recognize that the kids are just kids. Um, and even though they are exhibiting behavior, that is not what we think a kid should have. They're also kids in trauma. They're kids in crisis and they don't have tools. And we're adults when we do. So I think um, a, lot, a lot of it is and, and it's people, people, you know, they want physical ways to prevent and it really isn't bad. It's a mindset shift of understanding what you're actually dealing with, um, and not being afraid to like. One thing we always say is like, you don't have to win. So if a a kid is is coming at me, I am a grown adult. I don't have to win against a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's a big paradigm shift because a lot of times I find myself saying, okay, all right, you know, even if they call me all kinds of names, okay, thank you. (laughs) you know, but I want you to, you know, I'm going to help you calm down, you know, that type of thing, because it's like, you're a kid. How can you insult me? You can't even like go anywhere, you know, Uh can't go anywhere by yourself. You can't call me a name and it actually sticks. (laughs) Um, So I think a lot of it is, is, is really um, helping people to see the big picture of what they're dealing with and and helping them to, to shift their paradigm and, and, their framework around these things so they'll know how to calmly um and more effectively um, respond when these things happen
0: okay all right and my last question is kind of okay say number six didn't work they couldn't prevent they couldn't prevent anything and they're in this situation you know they're in it does reach a boiling point and they're you know an A physical altercation, a fight, is happening between a teacher and student. What are teachers supposed to do so they don't get in for in further trouble? Are they just supposed to restrain? Are they supposed to not do anything? Or because at what point is it okay for a teacher to have self-defense?
1: Okay, so it's um, you're supposed to try to restrain. And, you know, just to keep their hands, you know, get their hands away from you and get them in a, in a position um, where they cannot harm you. Um, what typically happens is if if like a student will go get another adult or like I said, our, we always we already always have adults in the room. So that's a thing. But you typically happens that a student will get another adult um, yeah. because, you know, when you're in that situation, you can't pick up a phone and try to call. You know, mm-hmm. so that usually happens when someone comes and assists them. I think um, it, it, it's a difficult it's a difficult question, but self you're still an adult. Yeah. So that self-defense thing is not something that mm-hmm. is is something you can say. You you can't the self-defense is the restraint. The self-defense is getting someone else involved there is no time where it's okay for an adult to like say, okay, now you hit me. So now I'm going to hit you. That's not, that's not ever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what, regardless of what people have, like I said, they are still kids. Mm -hmm. One, you are still the professional. You are still the person that's supposed to have more emotional constancy. And then also when all is said and done, you're the person that's going to get in trouble. You're the person that's going to lose their job regardless of the situation, like all of those things, going to happen. So I think that people have to look at it. You know, we a lot of times when people, this is an emotional topic, so they look at it from a point of fairness. And so it's not fair that a kid can hit me and I can't hit them back. But the idea is not necessarily about fairness. It's what is what's appropriate. Um, a kid in crisis who is, you know, using physicality in lieu of words and being able to say, you know, how they're hurt versus an adult who's more trained, you know, has the biological development to help them restraint. So I think, again, this, the, the defense is the restraint, they seeking out help, um, you know, to, to remove the kid from um, the environment.